This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. An ethics complaint that was submitted to the Alabama Republican Party has been dismissed. That complaint was filed by Wayne Reynolds against Mo Brooks for comments that Brooks said on a radio program. Brooks was speaking about the 2022 Senate campaign in Alabama when he ran against Katie Britt. Brooks said that the communist Chinese government did everything they could here in the U.S. to make sure that Brooks did not win that candidacy in the primary and the runoff. Reynolds apparently became convinced that Brooks was implying that the Chinese communist government had helped Katie Britt personally and her campaign as well as deceived the Alabama voters. So he filed the complaint. This past Sunday, the ALGOP Ethics Committee sat down and heard more from Reynolds on this complaint, but they ultimately tossed it out with a majority decision. Brooks is part of the ALGOP Steering Committee. He was not part of the Ethics Committee. He told 1890 News that he's not permitted to talk about that hearing, but he did say the verdict was a victory for freedom of speech and that Reynolds was trying to suppress that speech by abusing the ethics code. Reynolds had no comment following the ALGOP Ethics Committee decision. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore has a thing or two to say about conspiracy theorists. Moore was responding to claims from the House Democrat Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries that there's no evidence being gained by the House Oversight Committee when it comes to Joe and Hunter Biden and bribery from foreign entities. House Oversight Committee, under the extreme MAGA Republican leadership from the very beginning of this, they just peddle conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory without any meaningful evidence to move forward. Moore responded while speaking on Newsmax. What we're finding out is the people that have the conspiracy theories 24 months later are proven to be accurate. And that's the same with the Russian collusion hoax. He's just trying to deflect. We, in fact, are uncovering evidence. And I think it's corruption far deeper than many American people want us to actually admit or even understand sometimes. But it's something we have to do. We have to pull the veil back. We have to make sure that justice is truly blind and it's not laser focused on political opponents. Alabama Secretary of State Wes Allen is talking about the recent dismissal of an election official within the Houston County Board of Registrars. Allen spoke with the host of Alabama Unfiltered on News Talk 93.1 out of Montgomery. Yeah, so this individual was removed after committing um, several violations. You know, she processed processed voter registration forms without signatures from the voters, uh, made registrants active who had been convicted of disqualifying felony convictions. Uh, issued photo identification to non-registered voters, including um, folks that who had committed disqualifying felonies. Um, she registered a voter. She registered a voter at her home address uh, who does not reside there, and then processed voter registration forms without the required sign-off of a second registrar. So, pretty significant uh, things there, and, and enough to. to to require us to, to move pretty quickly and, and then obviously turn over everything that we had to uh, the proper authorities. The police chief in Somerdale has now been placed on administrative leave after an investigation. Kevin Brock's position will be filled temporarily by Baldwin County Sheriff's Captain Clint Cadenhead. The mayor of Somerdale, David Wilson, told 1819 News reporter Erica Thomas that a criminal investigation was underway involving Brock. That investigation is being done by the Baldwin County Sheriff's Office. The issue will be brought up when it comes to Brock and his administrative leave at the Somerdale City Council meeting, which is set for July 2nd. 
The Fultondale Police Department has made a major criminal bust over the weekend. 11 people were arrested in connection to a child predator sting operation. The Fultondale Police Department worked with a nonprofit organization that's headed up by Jared Hudson. It's called the Covenant Rescue Group. That group helped identify suspects in human trafficking. Nine men from Alabama and one from Georgia are now being charged with traveling to meet a child for an unlawful sex act and electronic solicitation of a child. The Fultondale Police Department says that along with Covenant Rescue Group, the police departments from Leeds, Warrior, Homewood, Irondale, and Irondale all worked with them in conducting this operation. The Birmingham Zoo is now reporting the birth of two cotton-top tamarins that occurred this past May. The two babies are doing well in their growth. They were born to the adult tamarins at the Birmingham Zoo, Lena and Leo. Tamarins are a critically endangered species with only 6,000 left in the wild. If you're wondering what a tamarin is, they are squirrel-sized monkeys. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... The U.S. Supreme Court has thrown out a Democrat-led lawsuit that was seeking to get records belonging to the Trump Hotel that was located in Washington, D.C. The high court heard oral arguments from the case this past May. The plaintiffs were asking for the General Services Administration within the executive branch to be compelled to hand over the docs related to the Trump Hotel. However, recently the Democrats behind the lawsuit decided to voluntarily withdraw that lawsuit at the start of June. The Supreme Court then dismissed the case officially this past Monday. Two Republicans started out this Monday with legislation that is designed to limit President Joe Biden from using emergency powers that could be activated through declaring a climate crisis. House member August Pfluger of Texas and Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia introduced the bill, which is called the Real Emergencies Act. The legislation would prohibit the president from using the National Emergencies Act, the Disaster Relief and Emergencies Act, and the Public Health Service Act as a means of pushing a liberal climate agenda. Pfluger told the Daily Caller News Foundation that this would stop Biden from abusing the power of his office to pursue anti-American energy policies that are against the will of the American people. And Capito says the Biden administration has repeatedly governed by executive overreach, ignoring the law and acting without congressional approval in order to expand executive power. Capito says this bill would prevent such things from being done further in the name of climate change. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has already alluded to the possibility of Biden declaring a climate emergency as a way to achieve what he said are many, many things that would normally be rooted through Congress for debate and voting. Well, more documents are coming out to the public about Hunter Biden and the IRS investigation into his tax evasion and payments from foreign entities. The latest is coming from journalist John Solomon and his website, Just the News. Solomon has been able to obtain a memo that was written by IRS supervisor, now turned whistleblower, Gary Shapley. In that memo, Shapley details in chronological order how the FBI validated that a laptop left at a Delaware computer shop was that of Hunter Biden, and this all happened way back in 2019, long before the story even emerged in 2020 during the presidential election. Shapley wrote that the FBI said they had no reason to believe there was anything fabricated nefariously that was placed on that computer or hard drive beyond what Hunter himself had placed there. The FBI also notified the IRS that the computer likely held evidence of tax crimes that were committed by Hunter. 
This fact bears repeating because it all occurred in 2019, long before there were 51 experts from the intelligence community who wrote about Russian disinformation when it comes to the Hunter laptop, as well as media outlets and social media that went so far as to silence and censor anyone who reported that the computer and all of its contents were in fact Hunter's. The FBI could have cleared all of that up early on, but they did not. Also, the FBI was aware of the information on that laptop that connected the whole Biden family to Ukraine and Burisma by way of bank accounts and money deposits. While Donald Trump was being impeached over his simple phone call to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky about potential corruption between Burisma and the Bidens, the FBI revealed nothing about what they had already corroborated when it comes to the authenticity of the Hunter Biden laptop. And so, while we're talking about the FBI, here's an interesting development in the state of Idaho. The Republicans in the Idaho legislature have now passed a resolution about the FBI. That resolution condemns the federal agency, saying it's corrupt and calling either for its complete reform or its abolishment. 216 Republicans voted and passed that resolution just a few days ago, saying the FBI has made egregious abuses. That resolution goes on to list dozens of abuses, including the most recent one being the violation of parental rights for those attending school board meetings, as well as the targeting of Catholics in churches. It also lists past abuses such as the raid on the cabin in Ruby Ridge, the FBI's collaboration with notorious Boston gangster Whitey Bulger, and their abuse of counterintelligence. The resolution concludes that if the FBI cannot operate properly within the confines of the U.S. Constitution, that the Idaho State Republican Party is in support of it being banned entirely from operating within that state. And also happening this Monday, we're finding out that FBI Director Christopher Wray will be testifying before the House Judiciary Committee on July 12th of this year. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out 1819 News, the podcast with host Brian Dawson as he sits down with the CEO of The Well House, Carolyn Potter, and she talks about how that organization is helping women traumatized by the sex trafficking trade. At The Well House, we built the programming around five characteristics that are common to most people who come to The Well House, and that is um, dealing with the childhood abuse, Dealing with complex trauma, which is what happens when you're repeatedly traumatized day after day after day, and um, substance use. We have a recovery program. Uh, Sometimes we need to send someone to intensive drug treatment because we don't have that, but we do have um, the therapy and other recovery classes for um, those who are dealing with drugs. And and then there's always the need for life skills and uh, education. And so we provide all of that at the Well House. You can listen to more of that conversation at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. 
I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 